Welcome into FUVFC talking soccer here in the Bronx. I'm Christian Hoban. I'm going to be joined by John Furlong. We got a lot to get to today, a lot of soccer. MLS, domestic soccer. We got some foreign soccer in England to get to. Uh, we're going to start with the MLS. We got two New York teams in the thick of the playoff race in the Eastern Conference, New York City FC and the New York Red Bulls both find themselves 11 points clear of the last playoff spot with uh, only four weeks to go for MLS teams before we get into the playoffs. Uh, some bad news today, though, for NYCFC. Star Frank Lampard, it turns out, has an ankle injury and is going to miss the last three or four weeks of the season, uh, according to their manager, before the playoffs start. He should be back for the playoffs. Um but his status is a little uncertain right now for NYCFC, and that's a little bit troubling. He's been one of their best scorers, most consistent scorers for the whole season, as he has been for the last 20 or so years of his career <laughs> um, all over Europe. Um, so some big games coming up this weekend for both NYCFC and the Red Bulls. Uh, and They're both going to be on the road. NYCFC is going to be in Chicago. Uh, Chicago last in the East, but you can't count them out of, for putting up a challenge uh, at home against one of the top teams in the East, looking to play a little bit of spoiler. And the Rebels are going to be on the road against Montreal, who are currently holding that last playoff spot in the East. Got a lot to play for in a tough playoff race. Could be a bit of a tough game for the Red Bulls. Um, and another race, another game with big implications in the playoff race uh, is going to be Toronto in Philadelphia on Saturday. Toronto first in the Eastern Conference and uh, Philadelphia fourth in the Eastern Conference. So a lot, a lot to talk about with the MLS. Specifically, let's start with NYCFC. Frank Lampard's injuries, what, what do you think that effect will be on the team? Well, from an outsider perspective, I'm not really an MLS guy, but I talk to a lot of people who are MLS guys, you to begin with, and uh, my good buddy Tyler Friere, who was on the podcast last week. Frank Lampard has been incredible for this team. There's no, there's no way around it. 12 Absolutely goals. It, it, I have the statistic right here. Let me pull it up real quick. 12 goals and 15 starts. In no matter what league you're in. I don't care if you're playing in like a, I don't care if you're playing in like a high school league and you're a professional player. 12 goals and 15 starts is very impressive. And yeah. he's he's come to this team. It was a question whether he was ever going to play for this team. And now that he he finally has broken in and gotten over all these injuries and gotten over everything that was holding him back, he's he's been on fire and this is a real it's a real blow for for NYCFC. It really is. I don't think it's going to knock them out of the playoffs. I think they've got They've built enough of a lead, and they've got enough talent on the team already to get themselves into a playoff spot. But hey, I mean, it's, I mean, it's possible. It certainly won't. Hurt, it certainly will hurt them. It certainly won't help. Is what I was yeah. is what yeah. I was going to say. Uh, hopefully, they get them back for the playoffs for their sake. Um, but the East is a little bit of a you got to run a little bit of a gauntlet if you're going to want to get out of the East. Yeah. Um, Montreal is not to be discounted no. with Drogba. Didier, Didier uh, Drogba. Another uh, old head of European soccer. Another, che another Chelsea legend. Make, making his mark in MLS. Mm -hmm. um, Toronto FC at the top of the table have been playing very, very well. Uh, Giovinco's just outstanding. Yeah, Toronto FC's looked really solid this year. I think the team to look for at the West Coast, and this is a, I give Tyler Bailey all credit for this one, but I've looked into FC Dallas, and they look, they're a young team. They were built for this, and built from the ground up they weren't very good a couple of years exactly ago. that's what i'm saying i mean it's really impressive to see how far they've come as a 
not just as a team, but as a as an or I guess you can call it a franchise because it's American. I don't know. What you, <laughs> I, you can't call them a club, but yeah, I guess I, I guess you can, some of them have FC in the name. I guess I know. you gotta call yeah, them a club. I mean, you got to, but like Orlando I, and Columbus have SC though. I don't know. Yeah, someone's got. We gotta weird. make a decision. Yeah, we gotta on make that. a decision whether we're gonna go SC full European or, or we're gonna stick. No, that's yeah. a great point. But yeah, I think that Dallas is a real rags to riches story, and I think it'd be great for the MLS if they were able to win the title this year. I think a Montreal. Dallas final would be fantastic. I, now, not saying that Montreal is going to even make it to the playoffs, but that would just be great. I'm going to one up you there. A little bit of a better final would be Dallas and Philadelphia. Okay. Um, no, you have two bi- two huge markets. I mean, two I think huge I would say MICFC. By the way, that has that, nothing to do, listeners, with the fact that I'm a are, Union fan. You and are I'm wearing, wearing a Philadelphia, a Philadelphia Union, Union T-shirt shirt here as we record this podcast. <laughs> I should have I should have worn my Chelsea shirt. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I the Union are fun, but the the thing about the playoffs is, um. This is a lot more with hockey than soccer, but a hot goalie can really get you far. And the Union have perhaps the best goalie in MLS in Andre Blake. Mm-hmm. He's just been outstanding all year. Um, the only sad part about having a player so good in MLS that's so young is it's only a matter of time before he goes to Europe. <laughs> um, Matt Miazga. Yeah. The IE. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that's, the, that's another problem with MLS. How do they build to a point where when you get a great young player like Andre Blake or Matt Miazga that you can keep them? Mm-hmm. In the United States, keep them playing in MLS. I mean, that's just how that's just how soccer is in general. If you have a player in not not even the lower leagues, if you have a player in excuse me, if you have a player in let's say the Dutch league, which is a very respected league, and in the Belgian league, you see it with Eden Hazard. He moves; it's just moving up the ladder. You move from a lower league, and MLS can be considered among a lower league in the scope in the yeah. scope of grand things. You move up to the next level, which is France, maybe like a lower-level Bundesliga team, a mid-level Serie A team, and then you move up to the big boys. You move up to England, top of the Bundesliga. You move to Bayern, you move to Dortmund, or you move to one of the – not necessarily Milan clubs anymore, but Juventus, maybe maybe Napoli these days, but obviously the biggest are Real Madrid and Barcelona. It's, it's even it's – even, you even get stories like uh, Suarez and Bale leaving – yeah, good even, clubs even in, good clubs in yeah, England. In England, yeah, to go to the top, the top of the it's top. Tr- no, it's true. You, I mean, you see David Beckham, who left yeah. United to go to Real Madrid. I mean, yeah. Real Madrid and Barcelona are so superior to everybody else. Everyone wants to play for them, no matter if if Frank Lampard, who is Chelsea, if John Terry, who is Chelsea through and through, or Frank Lampard, as I was just going to say, if they get offered to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona, you know they're going to take it, even though they've they probably don't know a word of Spanish. They they've never envisioned themselves playing there. You just go because the opportunity is you too to. good. Tell me, look at Vermeulen. Yeah, he went over there. He, he was he, he wasn't even promised. He was a promised a spot on the bench, and he was like, you know what? I'll take it. I'm playing yeah. for Barcelona. I don't you get, even, I don't get even to pick care. up all those trophies whether you're on the bench exactly. or in the lineup. You get to pick up a whole lot of winners' medals if you're on the. Uh, you even get to hang out with Messi whether you're in the starting lineup or Ex- not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's even happened to him? Is he even still at Barcelona? I don't. Even I don't know. even know anymore. I think it, it's. I think he might be at Roma now. I don't know. But anyway. Back to MLS. Back to MLS. So, uh, so the so it's an interesting playoff race in the East, to be sure. I mean, Revolution they could factor. Yeah, he's in. on loan for, uh, to Roma. Um, the New England Revolution could factor in. There's still a tight race for that last spot. DC United and Orlando City. Kaká mm-hmm. trying to find his way into the playoffs. Another yeah. European legend finding his way to the United States. Um, so it's an interesting race to be sure. There's a lot of interesting teams in the West. 
um, the return of Landon Donovan. Yeah, that's uh, that's LA a weird Galaxy. situation. If yeah. FC Dallas was a rags to riches story, LA Galaxy is a riches to riches story. Yeah, really? Yeah, they from, just keep getting from better, Beckham yeah. to Keane to Donovan and everyone in between. Yeah, really. It's, yeah, they are. Uh, they're they're they are the big dogs, and I'm I'm very surprised that Landon Donovan came back. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I read his very lengthy post on Facebook and Instagram where it was just like I was joking around with the with the owners of the club and I was like wait I can actually do this probably because Jurgen Klinsmann isn't the coach that's why he's he's going <laughs> back there cuz he's he's never he's never talking to Jurgen ever again no. I can't just to sum up the relationship between Jurgen and Landon Donovan first of all we everyone knows he got left off the World Cup team which was absolute BS I I was so frustrated when that happened how can you leave off the best player in the country's history and I tell you what, if Wondolowski, if Donovan is in the spot that Wondolowski is against Belgium, he scores that winner. But the problem is, does Donovan have the e- athletic ability to get me. to that spot at that point in his career? And I'm going to take you a he step was further. Fine at that I'm going to take it a step further and say Klinsman was right, and Klinsman did something that Roy Hodgson should have done in this past Euros. He should have left Rooney, Rooney off the team. Yeah, Klinsman did what needed to be done. For the future but, okay, of the United so States. he leaves Rooney off. Who does he take? He takes Danny Drinkwater, for example. He's a which he was a very good player and a very influential member of that of that Leicester City Champions League, champ, uh, BPL Championship winning team. Who does he re- who does he replace the number ten spot with? Mix Discarude, a dude named Mix <laughs> who hadn't proved himself. A Norwegian American named all. Mix named Mix. Who's, I think he sits on the, rots on the bench for uh, NYCFC now. He he had a good. A couple months, I remember. He was like, I was like, oh, this dude still plays. Great run of form. And And then, then, I don't even know what's happened to him. That just shows you all that that needs to know. He took his number 10 jersey. I was like, who who took his spot? And sure enough, it's dude named Mix. I was like, oh, my God. Mix Discarude. I mean, maybe Jurgen just like to say Mix Discarude. And then. It's fun to say. The real kicker. Ha, soccer kicker. (laughs) The real kicker, thank you. Is that he pulls in in Hartford in his final farewell game? Oh, everybody's yay, Landon Donovan. He pulls him off the field after forty three minutes. <laughs> after forty three minutes, at least just, let him go just, to the second half. Ex- that's what I'm saying. He always has to make it about himself, Jurgen. He was always a prima donna when he played for Germany. He was always a prima donna when he played for Bayern Munich, and this it shows. And I think this program. It, I don't know how we got, even got on this topic, but I don't even. Th- I don't think the <laughs> United States program as a soccer as a soccer program in this country first of all is not going to flourish under Jurgen Klinsmann I hope I hope that he gets fired before the next World Cup I don't think he will I think they'll lose gonna, the, I think they're gonna give him another World Cup I, I think don't they're know gonna why I they think are. they're gonna go out in the group stage and they're gonna get a new coach but I really I I don't want this this World Cup to be a wasted World Cup well I really speaking don't. of the USMNT now that we're on the topic how about uh Wonder Kid Christian Pulisic. Yeah, he's been he's really scoring a goal in the Champions League for yeah, Dortmund. He's lighting it up over there, which is great to see. It's really great that there is a player playing for a major club that people who are in America can say, "Oh, you, you can't just say like, oh, he's like playing in the MLS or he's playing like for some crap team." Like, no, right. he's playing for one of the big dogs in the and Champions League. He's getting League, time in the and line. he's getting time, which is which is like, thank you, thank you, Dortmund, for doing that. We yeah. appreciate it. And and that brings up an interesting point that I forget what commentator brought it up. But he said he's getting time in the Dortmund side. Wh- what MLS team would let him have time? It's if true. he were if he were an eighteen year old American playing in America, they'd say go to college. Exactly. It's, go play it's, for Stanford. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. And I, you've seen 
Jordan Morris, who is an absolute beast in college, what has he done at the MLS level? He really hasn't done all that much, and it's he's a actually, shame. He's actually playing pretty well. You think? So? Well okay, well, fair enough. He hasn't really done much at the U at the national team level. Yeah, at I'll the national that. team at level, national he's team he's level. been a disappointment. Okay. He's playing pretty well this season for Seattle, but Seattle's been disappointing. Yeah, this Seattle season. has been. Yeah, I remember so they were like dead last. They've, they've, after they've the climbed their way month. up to yeah. seventh, and they're not mathematically out of a playoff spot, but they're for all intents and purposes. Yeah, all intents and purposes. Yeah, all intents and purposes. So moving on from the MLS, let's get a little bit into the Premier League while we've still got a little bit of time. Uh, I want to talk about Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about – I have. I just have one question. Mm-hmm. At this point, does Manchester United's best lineup include Wayne Rooney? No. Who no. does it include instead? Does it include Mkhitaryan? Yes. Or Rashford? And either of those two. You can put Fellaini in there. I'd rather, if I'm Man United Fellaini, fans, really? I'd I don't know that put, I'd take Fellaini. Listen, Rooney, I didn't watch a lot of their loss to Watford. I wish I did because I'm really enjoying... You in the I'm, en- I'm enjoying seeing... I love Mourinho, and I love that he wanted to come back to Chelsea, and it just didn't work out for him last year. But he, he set the club back about five years with his policies, per se. He sold De Bruyne. He sold Sherla. He told Mata to get out. And yeah, it's, De Bruyne looks great. De Bru- I mean, uh, De Bruyne is an interesting case because I don't think he develops into the player that he is now if he stays with Chelsea for the for this amount of time. He needed to go to Wolfsburg and to get his play, to get his confidence and experience up and to mature as a player before he came back to the BPL. I think he would be languishing on the bench if he was if he was with Chelsea for this whole time. So hey, you gotta, you selling gotta give De Bruyne some credit to Pep too. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, because he's gotten he's gotten similar uh, results out of Sterling too, yeah, who no, didn't Ster- have yeah, to, who didn't have that time yeah. abroad, who. Just disappointed last season for City after yeah, Sterling, being excellent at Liverpool. Sterling's been fantastic. He's he's had a great been great for my fantasy team. Oh God, yeah, he's had a great. He's been really rejuvenated this season, and it's good to see. He's a, he's a young talent. A lot of people hate him for what he did to Liverpool, but I think it was smart for his career. I think, and now that he's got a great manager in Pep Guardiola, this is only gonna increase increase that stock that was so high two years ago. He oh, was, was so really important high. to that almost title winning squad. Yeah, what was that three three years ago now? Wow, jeez, yeah. but yeah. I mean, it was. It's interesting to see if he's if he's ever going to live up to that. What was it, forty five million? No, that, that was way too much to spend for him. But I think, but he was so young. Too. He'll come close to living up to that if he keeps doing what he's doing right now. He'll be fine. Yeah, I think I. And the other thing is, you can't think about players by their price tag. I guess. I guess once once a team has a player, you got to just think about the player I mean, and how pay, they fit in the team. When you're paying over a hundred mil for Pogba, I mean, you. Can I mean, judge Pog, him. Pogba's an exception because he does was the, so does the much best, money. Does but the like, best Man United lineup include Pogba? I think it does, but I think it includes Pogba pressing higher up the pitch. I agree. With I mean, you. you saw. I I don't know. He if gets you saw. lost in a four-two-three-one. You can't play yeah, him there. Putting him in front you of the back to, four is, you is need, a waste. It's an absolute waste. You need to have him in a three-man midfield, playing a, a more an attacking role of the two of the three. Excuse me. I, and I don't know if you saw during the during the Watford game, he hit an absolute a great strike from outside the box. It just nipped the crossbar. Yeah. Didn't quite get in, but he's got the potential. He'll, he going will. Forward. He will get there, but it it makes you think like. Could this be another Angel Di Maria story? Could it? Could he come to United and just absolutely flop? Well, the, Do you th- think that's going to be the same thing? I don't think so. I I think it could be only, but not because of him. Because I think there's not really a spot, it's a defi- a well defined role for him. Because if yeah. you push him forward, who's going to fill in behind him? Who can you really rely on to fill in behind him yeah. for that team? So. I mean, Mourinho's kind of in an impossible situation. He's kind, yeah. he kind of has to leave him back because he's the best option back there. Yeah. But it's not the best it's option not, for not, Pogba. Yeah, no, it's not working for him. It's not the kind yeah. of player 
he can be. He can provide a lot of creativity going forward. And I'll tell you right now, Mourinho will not change his formation. He will not. Oh, he, he's the not players have to formation. work for him. He he does not work for the players. He's not going to change the formation, but the question is whether he changes the players in the formation. Yeah. Um, and the, the the question is, even even with Pogba, if Pogba's in the wrong role, if Rooney's in the wrong role, I would be concerned if I'm a United fan about Marcus Rashford being in the wrong role. If yeah. you put him in on that right side or behind Ibrahimovic, that's not where he's the no. best. He's he needs to be he needs up to top. Be up on the, he needs to be he needs to be the backup striker is what he needs he to be need, behind He needs to be the backup striker and I think and Ibrahimovic will get injured at some point in my opinion. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he's too old. He's so old and he's the so Premier old. League is just so brutal. It breaks you down, it does. So I think I mean, he's going to he would get more than enough chances if he if he played as a backup striker. All the best strikers in the league get hurt. Sturridge, exactly. Aguero, Harry well, Stur- Kane. Sturridge always Sturridge has made a glass. <laughs> Aguero, Harry Kane. I mean, it's a tough league. There are some big tough center backs and they'll knock you down. No, it's true. And you don't see that in many other leagues, especially no, not, not in the French not in league. League 1. No. Especially not in oh. the French league. My god, yeah. Well, well, Zlatan thinks he's king because he can run rampant over the French league. Come on, man. Get a, get a, get a grip. He's, he scored he, three goals against Olympique Lyon. Oh, my God, yeah. He thinks he's so cool because he can score against a, mid-ta- a, <laughs> a mid-table a League One club. But anyway, moving on. Moving on from Man United. Let's talk Chelsea, man. What are your thoughts on them? Considering you're a Spurs fan, what's your, what are your thoughts on them so far? I, I think there are certain things that I've been impressed by and certain things that I haven't been. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about uh, Eden Hazard this season about how he looks better, but I don't know how much I don't I don't know how important he is to that team. I think the team I know he's important. He was important last season, but I think the team needs to move on from being necessarily all about how how Eden Hazard is because when he is a very good player, but he's liable to streaks like he had last season where he just yeah. isn't. In form, and I think if you rely on Hazard too much, you're liable to see that again. Maybe not even this year. Maybe he has another great season, but maybe next season. You can't rely on Hazard too much. I think. Well, the- look at what happened when they relied on him two seasons ago. He, he won him the title. I mean, I think he is good enough for a team to rely on him. But you are 100 percent right. He has. He goes through these phases just because of the player who he is. He's flashy. He's good with dribbling. When he doesn't get good distribution. He's going to be anonymous right. for the entire game, and, and, and that's that's all players who play like that exactly. go through stretches. Unless like you're that, Messi or Ronaldo, yeah. that's how it is. Yeah. Right, but me, but Messi and Ronaldo very, create for themselves. Yeah, he's very like other guys can't. He's very similar to Raheem Sterling. Small, right, pacey, yeah. plays on the wings, can be anonymous at times, but flashes and can can win a game if they're on form. Yeah, can just can just hit a ball from. Anywhere and, and you, just he was, changed the game. He was man of the match in that game against Spurs last season at the Bridge. He was he was he obviously everyone knows that that goal that he scored two two. Sorry by the way, but um, Whatever. <laughs> not important. Not new important. Season. Not important. Um, new but yeah, season, he was team. he was fantastic in that game. That was the first game where everybody was like, okay, this is the old Eden Hazard. First game of that whole season. It was Yo, like 30, yeah, he was thirty five yeah, weeks in. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was yeah that was thirty five weeks in. He was out. He was he had an absolute shocking season last year. He just didn't he didn't play well under Mourinho. Once he decided he didn't want to play for Mourinho, he was he done. was done. He was. But I th- I think th- I think they are going to be better this season. I think it's it's no of course it's, of course it's silly they are. to think they're not going to challenge for the top four. Yes, um, I don't know if they're quite at the spot to challenge for the title, up but until, only because City is so great this season. Up until the loss to Liverpool on Friday, I th- I legit and I'm a very pessimistic fan. I'm a Dolphins fan and a Mets fan. I've <laughs> I've been trained to be very pessimistic, but I thought we were legitimate title contenders. I didn't think we were going to win, but I think we were going to give City a run for their money after this loss to Liverpool. Something's got to change at the back because Cahill 
has been shocking for the past season and a half. He needs to he needs to get a seat on the bench for a little while. John oh, yeah. Terry's injury has really, really hurt us. David Luiz said it in, specifically after the match. He's like, oh, we really missed his organizational skills, especially on set pieces. Well, I mean, a cross into the box is what undid them the first time, and then a worldie by yeah. Henderson you can't just do anything about. But another thing I'm going to say is Courtois is the most overrated player in the Premier League. In yes. my opinion, and yes. I'm saying that I, as a, I actually do a, as a Chelsea that. fan, I do. Agree I think with that. I'm, I was going to say he's the most overrated goalkeeper. No. but if you want to say he's the most overrated I think, player, I really think he's the most overrated player in the Premier League. Everyone, he's he keeps getting upgrades on FIFA. I hate to go back to FIFA, but they made him an 89 this year. First of all, he was injured for half the season. Second of all, he makes these stupid. You saw the game against Swansea where he comes out and makes that rash challenge on I forget who the who the player he fouled was, but that that goal was on him. He did not need to do that. Yeah, and that's he gave he basically gave up two points. He just, I I don't think it's I think he just needs to be smarter. I and think, I think so. hey, he's young. That'll come with time. I mean, you see, I mean, old, how, how long do you give him that excuse for? He's what twenty three now, twenty four. I mean, yeah, he's young. Yeah, that's that's young was, for a keeper. He was fantastic with Atletico Madrid. He was when they went to the Champions League final that season. He was one of their best players, and he came here yeah. the season they won the title. He was good. He wasn't fantastic last season. He was injured a lot. This season, he's been less than convincing. I'm not sold on him, but he keeps. He, everybody thinks he's this fantastic keeper up there with De Gea, and he's nowhere near De Gea. Well, he's the, mid of the. He's mid pack in my great, opinion. Great keepers are. Smart. Smart keepers, yes, and you see that like great keepers, great keepers, and still confidence in your team. And I don't think I don't see that from Courtois at I, all. You get you what you look for in a keeper. I mean, it's not necessarily the most athletic. I mean, obviously, it's great if they're athletic. But like, look at a guy like uh, I hate to come back to my own fandom, but look at a guy like Hugo Lloris. Yeah, I mean, he's short for a keeper. He's not the most athletic, but he knows where yeah. everyone needs to be at all times. Yeah. He knows where he needs to be, and he's smart, and he's always on top of the game. And that's what you need from from a keeper. So Courtois may very well be the most athletically gifted keeper, but until he gets a good head on his shoulders about what he needs yeah. to be doing in the game, and it's not just about what he needs to be doing. He needs to be directing yeah, that whole be, back four. That's that's one of the things he's missing. He's because, relying on Terry. Yeah, he's re- he needs to be the captain of that back line. And once Terry leaves, he's got to step up because, as you saw, Against Liverpool, they need a leader at the back because David Luiz is not that leader. No, he is nor not. Is Tim, no, nor is Tim. Tim Cahill. Nor is Gary Cahill. So, well, Tim Cahill's not either. No, <laughs> oh my God, yeah, he's like forty-five years old at this point. But yeah. now Gary Cahill, I can't wait until Zuma comes back, man. He is Zuma's the real deal. I can't wait until he comes back. He'll slide into that back line. He'll be first choice alongside Terry. Luiz will be there in case somebody gets injured or somebody needs a break. Marcus Alonso needs to play the left back spot. Caesar, I. I Azpilicueta needs to go to the right, which is his normal position. He can Somebody get crosses get... in with his strong foot. Alonso can play his natural left-back position. Everything will be fine. I don't know what Conte's doing. I don't know why he Someone won't play. Someone needs to get Branislav Ivanovic the heck off a of football he needs field. To, he needs. He's. There were some real red flags last year. He got obliterated by Andre Ayew in the first game Andre of last Ayu. season. Of last season. Wow. He just ran rings around him on Andre the right Ayu, side. There's not many people Andre Ayew can run rings around. No, it was it was embarrassing that first game of last season at the bridge, and Ivanovic was just he was just lost the entire game. It was yeah. 
I knew I mean, you, you lose you lose a lot when you don't have pace on the wings yeah. on the, and the he's, fullback. He, I mean, you see, like he's a he's a natural center back. Yeah, he he was converted to right back a few years ago, and they Mourinho and Conte have just left him there. It's just like they've forgotten about him. It's just like oh, you played you played you played center back at one point. What? No, no, yeah, no, he's no, a natural right back. Look at look at his body. He's a he's a natural center back. He looks like John Terry more than he does like an Ashley Cole or a Ryan Bertrand or anything like that. I'm like Kyle goodness. Walker. Kyle Walker. England's first choice right back. Oh Thank my, you very much. Oh my God, yeah. da- the Danny, fastest Danny, man in the Premier League. Danny Rose, their uh, first you know choice what? left we back. Can, <laughs> you, can, you can argue about Danny Rose, but you can't argue about Kyle Walker. No, Kyle He's... Walker's been fantastic. Yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give Spurs credit where credit is due. What's the deal with you guys playing at Wembley now for Champions League games? They're uh, demolishing uh, part of White Hart Lane. They're de- demolishing White Hart Lane one piece at a time, kind of. And they're still playing Premier League games and League Cup games there, but not Champions League games. I don't quite understand it. Yeah, that's weird, yeah. But next season, they're going to be out of White Hart Lane entirely. Yeah. While they tear it down and build the new stadium with, like, the multi-billion dollar stadium and with then the they NFL. Want a, and then they want an NFL team in there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see how... How I think much they're uh, be at Wembley for the full season next season. I know, I, I agree yeah. with you. I think that's how it's gonna be, which is a real which is really interesting. That might bring a lot of the a lot of a lot of new players in because if you want to play at Wembley every weekend, why they were not? Talking, they were talking about putting them at uh the Olympic Stadium before they before gave it West away. Ham, before yeah. West Ham yeah did that. But anyway, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Our time is up here. Christian Hoban, thanks so much for uh hopping into that A host role right at the right at the last minute. Of course. Uh, even though you are a Spurs fan, I respect you for coming on, so thanks a lot, bud. This is John Furlong. We will see you guys next week.